Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Thursday, December the 16th, 2021. It is currently 3.29 p.m. Central Time. I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, located right here in Ovalo, Texas. And we need to take some time today to look forward. Now, now we're going to do a little looking backwards as well, but but we're going to spend some time looking forward to 2022. Now, I know we haven't even reached Christmas yet. It's December the 16th, and typically what happens is everyone waits till after Christmas, and then all of the talk starts coming to, okay, the end of the year, what happened in 2021, what, you know, what's going to happen in the next year. That's usually when people start talking about the new year. The only problem is while you're talking about it, while you're thinking about it, maybe you're coming up with some plans and ideas for the new year. Before you know it, you wake up and it's, well, it's 2022. And then, well, you're right back into the normal routine. And before you know it, well, you're a week, you're two weeks into 2022. You're a month into 2022. And, well, you kind of wake up and realize 2022 is just like, well, 2021 or, or whatever number you want to place in the year. The bottom line is, is that that's kind of what happens. We wait till the very end to start thinking about the next year. And before we know it, the next year really just becomes like, the previous year, and that previous year was just like the year before it, and it was like the year before it. And now, yes, you have different things that happen in your life, but I'm saying in many cases, you just kind of fall into a routine and how you approach each year, how you live each year, and how you, well, make it through that year. And I want us to stop today and start thinking about the coming year well, a little earlier so that maybe we can really think about it, consider it, and maybe we can make the new year as productive as possible. Now, we all know. Now, let me just make this very clear. We have no idea what is going to happen in our lives in the coming year. We don't know if it's going to be a year filled with pain, sadness, and tragedy, or it's going to be a year filled with great joy, happiness, victory. We we don't know. So every year, you can just put, uh, you know, above the door of the new year, unknown, because we don't know what's going to happen. So we we can't control or even predict what will happen, but what we can control is hopefully what we will do no matter what happens. Some things that we need to hopefully focus on. So we have a brand new year, year coming. Again, it's December the 16th. So we have some time, and I want to take some time today to really start thinking about it. So you're probably going to get a number of podcasts talking about 2022. But in this podcast, I want to really focus in. I really want, and I want you to really focus in on your spiritual life. Do you have any specific plans or goals for your spiritual life in 2022? Now you may, I don't know when you will, there are people who will hear this podcast episode, who knows when. So you can, you can put the number for the year that you're facing whenever you hear this, okay? But for now, since it's December the 16th, 2021, we are focused on 2022. But whatever year you're getting ready to go into, do you have a plan? Do you have goals? Do you have a strategy for the new year? 
And if you do, please, I would love, and I truly mean this, I want to hear your plans and your strategy. You can email it to me, newsif at yahoo.com. Obviously, you don't have to put down anything personal, but I would really like to know what are your spiritual goals, plan, and strategy for the new year? If you're a part of the Discord Theology Central group, you can share it in the Discord group. And if you're not a, a part of the Discord Theology Central group, I would really like to invite you to be a part of it because I'm hoping in 2022, the Discord uh, Theology Central group becomes a source of great encouragement, exhortation, and discussion, and that it will be a place of 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 a place that will benefit all of us spiritually. And while the more people participating, and we, uh, I think it can be a place that will be very beneficial. So if you are interested, just download the Discord app. And then, uh, we'll, in fact, we'll do a, probably an entire podcast episode about it. But you can, or you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Say, how can I be a part of the Discord uh, Theology Central group? And I will, I will let you know. And then you can, you can be a part of it. We've already having very good conversations, very good discussions. In fact, there's there's some discussion going on right now about Isaiah 7, 8, and 9 in the group, which is, again, hopefully benefiting everyone participating. So um, please decide to join that. But I'm hoping that that becomes a source of, of good for everyone. And it's, and it's, a, it's a place where obviously people can exp- uh, give me their what their plan is, what their goal is. What, what is your typical way of handling it? How do you typically handle in your spiritual life? Okay, it's the end of the year. Do you, do you make many plans? Do you make many goals? I remember, and I don't even know how many years ago, there was kind of, I won't say it was like a massive controversy, but there was a lot of back and forth in some Christian circles. And I don't even know how many years ago about this uh, in, uh, in regards to, you know, setting goals and making plans. There were some who felt that it was a form of legalism and so it should be rejected. Others were like, well, if you don't have a plan, you, you're probably not going to accomplish much. And others say, well, I don't need a plan spiritually. I, and it's like, it's like everyone kind of took the approach that, hey, I don't have a plan. I don't have goals. I'm spiritual. Well, I have plans and I have goals. Well, I'm spiritual. I don't, this, I don't want this to become some test to determine how spiritual you are. I just want us to have an honest discussion about how we should approach a new year in our spiritual life. Do we just ignore the fact that it's a new year? Do we just continue on? Ever, everyone has their thoughts and, and philosophies, and I would love, to, and I definitely want to love, I would definitely love to hear everyone's perspective because it can be beneficial uh, to everyone. So here's what I am going to do. I'm going to read some scripture. And I, I, was, I was looking up a number of scriptures and I was just going to spend like maybe 20 minutes just going from scripture to scripture to scripture. But I think the ones that I have written down, I think are sufficient to prove my point. Because I think there's a very important truth about your spiritual life and my spiritual life that we cannot just overlook, that we just cannot ignore. And I think this becomes very critical when considering, oh, we're about to go to a brand new year. I think this is something we have to consider, all right? So everybody ready? Here we go. Let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Now, some of these passages, as soon as I give the reference, I know you're gonna be, oh, I already know that. I know you may already know it, 
<laughs> just This is just so important in your spiritual life. No matter how many times you've heard a passage, no matter how many times you've read it, please try to avoid ever having the attitude, I already know it, I'm already aware of it, because I don't care how many times you hear it, how many times you read it, how many times you memorize it, or how many times you hear sermons about it, you never truly know it completely, okay? It's God's word, and even if you know it, hearing it again is always spiritually beneficial. So just try to avoid ever having that attitude. That that could be a podcast in itself, but here we go. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And th- this is just such a, uh, a a very important passage of scripture. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna read the entire section. Hebrews 10, we're gonna start in 19 and go down to 25. I'm gonna try to avoid turning this into a verse by verse exposition, but there is a lot here. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us. Through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God. Now, if if you think about it, at least on the uh, at least at one level, Hebrews 10, 19, 20, and 21 really speaks of what God has done for us in Christ. What we have, what God has done for us. And we can never forget that. Everything about our spiritual life is based first and foremost on what God has done, what we have in Christ in our position, his imputed righteousness. We have his passive and active obedience accredited to our account. We all, Everything about our spiritual life is dependent first and foremost on what God has done for us, not on what we do, but on what God has done for us. But once we see what God has done for us, there is an expectation in the New Testament that, okay, this is what God has done for you. Now, here's what you should work and strive to do, All right? Now, this is very important. So look at verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Because of what God has done for us, we should draw near, now, that's something that I think requires effort. I think it requires a conscious decision that I'm going to work to draw near and to draw closer to God and my fellowship with him, my understanding of him and my confidence in him and my serving of him and my worship of him and my praise of him and my thanksgiving to him, whatever the case may be, that I think that requires a conscious decision. And this, I really want you to just consider this because I think this is very important to our conversation and our discussion this afternoon. God has done all that he has done for us and now we should draw near to him. We should be motivated to draw near to him. Again, not out of a legalistic responsibility, but out of response for what God has done for us. Let us draw near. Now, again, that just doesn't happen. You just don't wake up and go, I'm drawing nearer to God. I think it's something that requires a conscious decision, something you have to do. It doesn't stop right there. Let us, so verse 22, let us, see, we have what God has done for us. Now, let us, what we are to do, let us draw near, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, 
for he is faithful that promised. We need to hold fast to the profession of our faith. We have, to, we have to know what we believe and we have to hold on to it. Again, it requires effort. It requ- requires a conscious decision. Draw near, hold fast. And then this is very important. Let us consider one another. We need to consider one another in your spiritual life. You need to think about more than just yourself. You need to look around at other people, other believers, other people who profess faith in Christ. You need to consider them as well. Not just yourself. You have to consider others. Once again, this requires a conscious decision. It doesn't, you just don't wake up and go, you know what? I'm going to consider everyone else. Now, sadly, what we have a tendency to do is we only consider other people when we see them fall, <laughs> when we find get some good gossip about them and that we can share that gossip, we can slander, we can... T- no, it's about considering them not to gossip about them, not to talk about them, but to consider them in order to seek to help them spiritually. So let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. You have to make a conscious decision, right? To draw near. You have to make a conscious decision to hold fast. And you have to make a conscious decision to consider other people, to provoke them to love and good works. So I'm going to, I'm going to make us look backwards first. 2021. How did you do in drawing near? How did you do in holding fast to your profession of faith? And how did you do in considering other people? Who did you provoke to good works and love? Who did you bring closer to God in your actions and efforts? Who did you help spiritually in 2021? Now, I'm not saying to look back so that you can beat yourself up and go, I'm a failure, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. No, look back to go, well, I didn't do, I I could have done this, didn't do this, didn't do that. Okay, now, after you've figured that out, now you look to 2022, what can you do in 2022 to provoke others to love and good works? What can you do to bring people forward? Who did you help? I, I think that's very important. Now, this is, this is verse 25. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So we need to consider one another. We need to provoke one another and we need to assemble ourselves together. Now, a lot of times this is just immediately ripped out of its historical context. And it's like, this is about church attendance. This is about church attendance. I am not in any way completely ignoring its possible connection to church attendance. But let's first make sure we understand this in its historical context. The writer of Hebrews, some say it's Paul, we we, we don't know for sure. Whoever the writer is clearly wants these individuals to not not forsake assembling themselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. The day approaching in its historical context is referring to 70 AD. 
the writer of Hebrews is writing to basically people who are being tempted to go back to Judaism. They are tempted to go back to the the Old Testament sacrifices, the Old Testament everything. And what what, what Hebrews is warning them, if you go back to Judaism, you're not going to have anything. You're not going to have a sacrifice. You're not going to have a high priest. You're not going to have a temple. You're not going to have a mercy seat. You're not going to have anything because it's all about to be destroyed. In fact, we think Hebrews is written somewhere between maybe 65, 66, 67, 68 A.D., 70 AD is all going to be gone. You're not going to have anything. You're not going to have a sacrifice. You're not going to have anything. But there is something better. There is a better high priest. There is a better sacrifice. There is a better everything, and that is Jesus Christ. So what he wants them to do is, hey, guys, you need to be assembling yourselves together to encourage, to provoke, to exhort one another, because what's getting ready to happen is about to be absolutely earth-shattering especially in the minds of the Jews. The temple's going to be gone, Jerusalem. I mean, everything's going to be destroyed. And for all practical purposes, that removes Israel from any of being of any significance until Israel, you know, comes back around in, in what, the 1940s? 19, I think 1948, if I remember correctly. Um, I should know that, but um, I don't have the date in front of me. So I, I'm horrible with numbers. So somehow I'll get the number wrong. But in other words, for a very long, 70 AD to the 1900s, right? Basically, Israel is nowhere to be found in any meaningful way. That is that is absolutely just crazy to even consider, to even understand. And then he, they are trying to be encouraged because something horrible is about to happen. Their entire understanding of everything is about to be turned upside down. So its primary focus is on them, historically speaking. Now, for us, though, it is important that we are seeking to encourage one another, to exhort one another, to help one another spiritually. Now, yes, the local church is of the utmost importance where this should be occurring, but we are getting, I hate to say it, the day I think we are, I think the day that we are going to see approaching is obviously not 70 AD, but I think in a way it will resemble 70 AD, not in its physical destruction, but it, it, it ended basically the religious system of Judaism as it was ever known. I mean, obviously the Judaism of today doesn't look anything like the Old Testament. They don't have a priesthood. They don't have a temple. They don't have a sacrifice. They don't have anything. So Judaism today is a shell of what it was, and it all was destroyed in 70 AD. That's the day they see approaching. The day I think we are seeing approaching is the coming apostasy and abandonment of historical biblical Christianity from the church. And you're going to look around and go, what has happened to the church? And I've talked about this in podcasts before. Do you have a plan when you see the church basically is no more in any meaningful way? You're going to look around and go, well, that church is politically corrupted. That church is a mess. That church is a mess. Where do you go? Well, we're going to have to find Christians and find ways to be, to assemble, to discuss, to exhort, to encourage, to provoke. And to provoke to good things, not to provoke to negative things, but to provoke to good works and love. That's what we need. So we, so do you have a plan for any of that in 2022? 
Because none of these things are just going to happen, right? They just don't happen because you, you, you're a Christian. In other words, it requires a conscious decision. It requires an effort. Dare I say, it requires a plan. It requires a strategy. I, I think we, we, can, we can definitely relate to this to the physical world, right? If you realize that maybe you have high cholesterol, your blood pressure is all messed up, maybe an issue with weight, whatever, whatever the case may be, those problems don't magically go away. They require now a conscious decision to either, well, to do a number of things, change your diet, exercise. You have to put forth the time and effort or those things don't happen. The, the church, in my, in my estimation, and this is why I do so many podcasts talking about the state of the church, I think the state of the church is going to get worse and worse and worse. What are you going to do? And not only is the church going to get worse and worse and worse, I think, I think Christians are in more danger of having their theology and their way of thinking corrupted. What are you doing to try to assist and help people? Now, yeah, I'm not sitting. Now, listen, I said to try to help and assist people. I didn't say to run around and debate people. Look, there's no point in just spending all of your time arguing with people. Find the people out there. Pray that God will bring you into the path of people who want help, who are looking for help. They want to study. They want that encouragement. They want that exhortation. Find them, the people who just want to argue and debate, move on in many cases. Now, I'm not saying there's never a time to engage in those discussions, but sometimes it's like you're just wasting your time. I want you to just see right here in this first passage, these require a conscious decision and they require effort. And there's far more that we could say right there. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. We'll just stay in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Now that again, a conscious decision that requires effort. You got to take off the weight, whatever that weight is. You got to lay it aside. And if I can turn the page. And and the sin which doth so easily beset us, we got to get rid of the weights. We got to get rid of the sin. That's a conscious decision to struggle, to fight, to get that off. And then do what? And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You have a race to run. Once again, that requires a conscious decision. It requires effort. It requires plan. It requires a strategy. I think the end of one year, and the beginning of a new year is the perfect time to look back and go, okay, how did I, how did I, did I hold on to my profession of faith? Did I draw near to him? Did I consider and provoke others in the faith, bringing them closer to God and helping them grow spiritually? Who did you assist? Not only that, did you, did you remove any weight this year? Did you, did you take that sin that so easily besets you and get rid of it so that you could run the race? Now, obviously, when you look back, it's never going to be perfect. There's going to be failure. There's going to be times of victory. Don't get, this is not a time to sit there and go, oh, no, you know, I need a whip where I can whip myself and, you know, I've got to punish myself. No, it's to go, okay, 
those are the areas where I need to work on. Now, what can I do in 2022? What can I do in the new year to advance, to, to do it differently? I think we definitely need to look back. I think one of the key things when you reach the end of a year is to do spiritual inventory. To be honest with yourself, sins you struggled with, problem, not just the external things, but internal attitudes, feelings, thoughts, desires, lust, discontentment, uh, bitterness, what, what, whatever the, the, the garbage that is inside, it's inside of all of us, being honest and how strong it was and if it made and if it manifested itself. I, I think that's very, very important. All right. Then Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, this is very important. Ephesians 4, verse 11, speaking of Christ and that he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints or for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. One of the, the, what should be the ministry of the church is to equip you for ministry. So how did your equipping go? Who, where did you get your equipping? Who equipped you? Okay, first be thankful for that. Make sure you support where you're getting equipped. But we, you need, you, that requires a conscious decision that you put yourself in a position where you can be equipped. Most of you know this. I've used the illustration a million times. I've spent a good portion of my life in some form of martial arts all the way back when I was a teenager. Uh, that was a Korean martial art. Then when I was in Nebraska, I was in a Chinese martial art. Then back here in Texas, I was in another, a different Korean martial art. I've been in all kinds of different martial arts from different cultures, different backgrounds. And I know this, if I'm going to the class two or three times a week, I'm learning those skills. I'm learning all the different techniques, different things. I'm getting in shape, right? Cardio is good, okay? We may do some strength build, whatever, all the different things that we're doing. Learning how to fall. I know that sounds crazy, but in martial arts, one of the key things is learning how to fall because if you get into a, a physical confrontation, there's a good chance you may be put, you know, thrown to the ground or pushed to the ground, knowing how to fall so not to injure yourself. Lear learning all of these things. I know this. I will not be equipped properly if I only go to class once a week. If I skip two or three weeks, I'm not going to be equipped. I have to put myself there so that I can be equipped. And of course, I definitely know this. The quality of instruction and teaching is greatly determines how well you will be equipped. I've been in martial arts schools and sometimes I'm just like, what are we doing? We're not learning anything. All this I hate to say this in some martial arts schools in the United States of America. I don't want to turn this into a podcast about martial arts schools. It seems that they, because it, because the American mindset is that, that Americans won't stick with something unless they're receiving some kind of affirmation or reward. So it becomes very much like I call it a belt factory, right? And it's like, okay, hurry up. You're going to do this, 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 take your test. You get a belt. Woo. Now I'm a yellow belt. Okay. Do this and this. Okay. Now I'm a green belt. Okay. Oh, look at, and, and I mean, I've seen people in a, end, end up in these schools and like they go from basically white belt to a black belt. And like, you know, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. And you're like, really? 
you you think you're a black belt level and what are you doing? And so the schools would always get mad at me because I'd be like, no, I'm not going to test, not going to test. And I'd be like, you've been a white belt for six years. <laughs> I don't care. I'm here to get the skill, not to get the belt. I'm here to be equipped. The belt doesn't mean anything if the level of equipping doesn't go along with that. So to me, in those cases, those are not equipping places. Those are places so that everyone can get a belt. Everyone can feel good about themselves. Everyone can pat themselves on the back and feel like that they accomplished something. And it's all just fraudulent and fake. And that all irritates me to no end. But yeah, I've been in different martial arts schools and they were just like, you have to test. It's ridiculous how long you've been here. I'm like, I don't care about the color of belt. I care about the equipping and you and your spiritual life, you need to care about the equipping, not all of the nonsense that churches throw at you with this activity and this group and this and this and this and this and this and this this fun food activity. None of that is equipping. You need to be equipped. So how, how, how did the equipping go in 2021? And do you have a plan for your equipping in 2022? And I truly mean this. The state of the church in some places is bad. I, I I just I know I know some people think I'm just a constant critic of the church, but I mean I I've spent hours and hours listening to sermons after sermons, paying attention to what's going on in the church, and sometimes I'm just shocked at what I see. I can say this, and I mean this: whatever I can do to help equip you in 2022, all you have to do is email me, or if you're a part of the Discord group, saying this is what I need, and I will do everything in my power to do just that so that you will be equipped. And I hope that everything we do in this podcast does attempt to equip you. But you you have to be equipped. That requires dedication, participation, and it's a conscious decision. Look, I've seen this so many times in my my Christian life, right? And I don't don't want to go into preaching here, but I just, I just, oh, it drives me crazy. I can remember a time where someone was like, you know, man, I really need to learn some of the basics of Christianity. And I'm like, okay, we're here to assist you. And this was years and years and years and years ago, right? The person is no longer a, a part of, of, of the church. And I'm not gonna say a name or anything. It's not here to embarrass, but it's here to serve as an, an example. And I'm like, okay, we'll do, I'll just stop everything we're doing in Sunday school, Puritan catechism. We'll start Puritan catechism every Sunday during Sunday school, where we'll walk through the Puritan Catechism and we'll cover all the major doctrines and and theology, all right? They were like, that sounds wonderful. It felt like three weeks in, four weeks in, if, if even that, next thing you know, they weren't coming to Sunday school. Well, guess what? You can't be equipped if you don't participate. I have, I have tried so many things as a pastor. And a lot of times, a lot of times people make excuses that it's the church's fault when a lot of times it's the people sitting in the pew's fault, all right? And I, and I just got to be blunt about this. I have tried so many things as a pastor to say, okay, uh, all right, this year we're going to do this and like put things in people's hands and say, here we go. You have this, use this, and we'll do this. I, I, can, I can just go through every, I have a list of all of the things I attempted, and then I have a big F next to all of them because they were all failures. I, yes, I can always ask myself, what could I have done better? But in many cases, people just did not want to participate. Why? Because a lot of Christians claim they want to be equipped. A lot of Christians say they want to grow spiritually, but they, they're not, they don't want, they don't want to put forth the work and they don't put forth the effort. I go back to my uh, martial arts illustration. 
I can't tell you how many times people come into martial arts like, this is it. I want to do it. And six months later, they stop attending the class. And you're like, what happened? Well, too much work. I got, it's too much time. And they start coming up with 900 excuses. Well, I, I can understand. It's hard work. It's difficult. Sometimes at five, you know, six o'clock in the evening, you don't want to go to a martial arts class where you're going to leave battered and bruised. You'd rather sit at home and watch TV. I'm with you. I understand that. The key is you got to be honest. So how did your equipping go in 2021? And do you even have a plan for 2022? Do you have any strategy and how you're going to be equipped for ministry? All I can say is this podcast is here for you. I will do anything and everything in my power. And obviously the one key element is the Bible study exercises. I'm doing everything I can to try to make those as useful and as beneficial as possible We have curriculum that is available to anyone who wants it. We're not charging people for that curriculum. So, and that is a lot because other people are helping pay for your curriculum, which that means a lot of people are working to help you as well. But whoever you are, wherever you are, you email me, we'll get you signed up for the curriculum. You listen to the Bible study exercises. You, and if you participate, uh, uh, we have, we have a small group, but the group that is participating, they're dedicated They're talking about it. They're emailing about it. They're doing the work. And I don't want it to ever feel like a burden. I don't want it to be, it's not a legalistic thing. It's not like you're doing this so you'll be more spiritual. It's you're doing this so that you can grow. And hopefully you're doing it. I truly mean this. Because you find great joy in studying God's word. It should be fun. It should be exciting. Trying to figure out Isaiah 9 and What's going on right now? There's there's some discussions with people trying to figure out what in the world just happened in Isaiah 9. I mean, everything made sense. And the next thing you know, wait, who, what, where, when, what just happened? Yeah, hey, great. And it should be fun talking about it, not just work. But you hopefully you're being equipped. You're being equipped. There's far more we could say there. Uh, but staying in Ephesians, we can go to 4.22. And just please note that that equipping, and verse 11, for the perfecting of the saints, that equipping should continue. And, and look, here's when you know your equipping is over, all right? Here's when, and I'll, again, I'll, I'll go back to the martial arts example. Here's when you know you truly have a black belt in, in military, and in military, and, uh, and spiritual equipping, okay? Now, I'm going back to the military concept, okay? All right, because in the military, you have ranks, okay? All right. So I'm just bringing in a lot of concepts here. But in, in martial arts, you want to get that black belt, right? That supposedly signifies something uh, of significance. Some schools it does. Some schools, sadly, <laughs> signifies you paid a whole lot of money for a whole lot of nothing. But that's a whole different story, right? But in spiritual training, spiritual equipping, you continue to be equipped until we all come in the unity of faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that you're no longer a child being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine by the slight slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. All right, when you have become a, a completely mature Christian, where there's unity in the faith, you know the truth, you're not tossed to and fro, then I think you, you, and we could go through and take some more parts there. That's when you know you reach the level. But I will say we'll never reach that level while we're here on earth. So equipping will continue until you reach glorification. So you can look at that and go, no, I think I'm there. I'm sorry, you're not there. You're not, you're never going on earth. You're never going to get your spiritual black belt. 
You're never, I don't care. You can take a discipleship course in your church. You can, I don't, you can do all those things. You can go to seminary. You can go to Bible college as someone who's gone to lots of Bible colleges and lots of seminaries and have lots of pieces of paper, you know, trying to show that I completed those schools. I'm still nowhere close to it. I'm still back there at the white belt level. All right. That's where we are, but we are to work together to try to be as equipped as we can for every situation that we face, all right? But then Ephesians 4, verse 22. That you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according uh, to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man. You need a, this once again requires a conscious decision of putting off and putting on, putting off and putting on. And I think it's a never ending process. I think it never ends. You're constantly trying to put off things. You're constantly trying to put on things and the old is back. And then, but how did the putting off and putting on, how did your equipping go in 2021? How did the putting off and putting on go? And do you have a plan and a strategy for 2022? All right. And then, um, see, I have Ephesians 5.14. I think this is the last one. Ephesians 5.14. Wherefore, he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. How did you do in redeeming the time in 2021? And do you have a plan to redeem the time better in 2022? What, what, what is your plan? Do you have a plan? Do you have any strategy at all? What, what's your thoughts on all? I want to know. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw out a couple of ideas here. All right. First, I think it's critical at the end of the year to take spiritual inventory. How did, uh, just to look back and go, how did I grow? You know, if, if you use Spotify as a streaming service, the end of every year, they give you the, the you know, the 2021 wrap uh, or 2020 wrap, 2019 wrap. And it, it wraps up everything you've listened to and it shows you who is your most streamed artist or this and how many hours. It gives you all of these details wrapping up every, as like a Christmas present. Here, it's wrapped for you, not R-A-P, but W-R-A. You get the idea. Wrapped. It's wrapped for you and you open it up and it shows you all of the, all, everything you listen to, favorite artist, favorite genre, how many different genres you listen to, everything. And so you can kind of go, well, that's what I, that, that look, that, that gives me some idea of my musical, musical listening habits in 2021 or whatever year it may be. Everyone loves those things and they share it on social media. Everything is, everybody thinks it's wonderful and great. Okay, whatever. But we need, in a sense, a spiritual thing like that to look back over the year to go, okay, how did we do? How did I, how was my Bible study? How was my uh, devotional time? How was my prayer time? How was my praise, uh, praising of God and giving thanks? How was, how was my ministering to other people? How did I encourage other people? How did I exhort other people? How did my equipping go? It's just a, to just really look back and just see the, the peaks and the valleys, the ups and the downs, the victories and the defeats of the previous year. I think you have to look back at least a little bit before you can move forward. So I would challenge you over the next couple of weeks, just just spend some time 
contemplating how the last year went spiritually. Not to get completely discouraged, but to be honest, and I know this is sometimes very unpleasant, (laughs) but sometimes the people who can give you the most insight to how they think you're doing spiritually is sometimes your family. Now, it's not always fun to ask. Now, sometimes your family members are smart and they won't give you the, they won't give you an honest answer. They're like, you're great. You're I think you're you're I think you could be an apostle. You we should declare you a saint now because they, they don't want, you know, all negative things to happen. But hopefully they can be honest with you and say, well, you know, sure didn't seem very happy in 2021. You didn't seem very content. You, you sure were angry a lot. You seem very bitter. You seem to be unforgiving. You seem to be a self-centered narcissist. Okay, hopefully your family members don't drop that kind of stuff on you. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's good to seek those people who can kind of just say, well, I think, you know, we, we you, you had some ups and downs spiritually. And, and I know we don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I want to be told, you were amazing. You were the great. I've never seen a spiritual life like yours ever. I mean, you know, even as a podcaster and as a preacher, that's what your sermons were amazing in 2021. Every podcast episode was the greatest. It's what we all want to hear, but we all know that that's not the reality. So, so we just need a little look back just to get an idea of what we can do. And then looking forward to 2022, I do not have, I know that there'll be nine, there's going to be nine thousand articles and sermons bouncing all over the place on the internet about here's what you need to do in 2022 five steps to a successful spiritual life in 20 there's going to be article after article after article after article after article like that and if you see them or if you hear a sermon like them let me know whether it's good or whether it's bad either way because we may review some of it because i guarantee you it's going to happen um i I, i've seen it my whole christian life and a lot of times i've taken those things and tried to follow them so I, and I, I've seen that in many cases, it just becomes a legalistic activity and I don't want that to happen. But I do love looking at all the suggestions and ideas, but holding in my hand right now, I'm holding in my hand right now, my bullet journal. Now, I, I always start thinking about the new year way earlier than most people. So I, I probably started last month in November, really contemplating Okay, what am I going to do in 2022? What am I going to do? Uh, how how do I approach things? Now, I've changed a lot of my my perspective here, all right? Now, you you may think this is bad. I'm just I'm just going to this is where I'm just going to be honest here. Okay, first, as a pastor, I've changed my approach to the new year dramatically. For for very long as a pastor, I was all about Each year, I give the church a theme. I give us a plan. This is what we're going to do and really just drive it home. And then, you know, may give, uh, I may purchase books so that everyone have books in regards to that particular theme or, 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 you know, Bible study guys, devotional guy, really. And just, but it's just, it, it became, it almost became a never ending source of frustration and feelings of failure and discouragement on my part, because in many cases I would find out that a good portion of the church would not participate or just never participated or stopped participating within a couple of months. And that was always like, man, that's so, ugh. So I've kind of just 
taken a different approach. Like I don't, you know, I don't have a theme. I don't, I don't just, I just go into the next year and we're going to preach and teach whatever we're going to preach and teach and just kind of move forward almost one week at a time kind of concept. Maybe, maybe I, I shouldn't take that approach, but that's kind of how I've taken my approach. When it comes to my personal life, every year, I think every year I have a different a different strategy, a different plan. I think it really just based on how, what did I do the year before? Um, sometimes I have something clear in mind. Sometimes I have a lot of things set up clearly and then I fail miserably. Let me do this. Okay, I've got my bullet journal. I'll just, I'll just show you one of my failures, all right? Now, you can't see this, so I'm gonna have to walk away from the mic. I know this is not professional, but that's okay. We're, we're, having, we're having a heart-to-heart conversation here, okay? So you just stay right there. I'll be right back. I just have to go down to my book bag, right? Right here at the end of the table. I'm almost there. Here we have it, okay. You can't hear it, all right? You can't hear it, all right? But here it is. This is a journal. Um, I can't remember what year. In fact, let me see. Do I have the year? Probably because in all my journals I write. Okay. 2016. This is dated December the 30th, 2016. Here's what I did. They, um, sort of the Lord, don't always agree with all their doctrine and theology, but sometimes I subscribe to the paper. Um, and it has sermons and it just, there's a lot of spiritual things in it. Again, uh, I don't I don't always read things that I necessarily agree with. I like to just read all kinds of things because it challenges me to reconsider my perspectives. But uh, Sword of the Lord has been a major part of my Christian life at different times. Sometimes I'll get it, sometimes I will not. But in 2016, I ordered a subscription uh, for 2017. And then one of the papers, I think they did this. I think it was a, a bundle deal. I, I got the subscription and they sent me a copy of Morning and Evening by Charles Haddon Spurgeon devotional, a book, a nice book. And they sent me this journal. You can't see it. It's black leather, says journal in white lettering. And at the bottom uh, right, uh, right-hand corner is a little cross, right? Um, it's kind of funny because it's like a, it's a journal, obviously being sold by a Christian organization or, you know, are a part of their bundle deal um, to get up their subscription rates. And, and okay, so, but it's coming from a Christian organization and it's got a cross on it, but it was made in China. <laughs> so I just, I just, I do have to laugh about that. But okay, it's like uh, the Christian organizations couldn't get journals made, uh, I don't know, in a more, maybe a, a country that may be more friendly to religious freedom. I, I, I don't know, but okay. That, that's, yeah, as soon as I open it up, it says Christian art gifts, right? Here it is. Christian art gifts printed in China. <laughs> uh, that, that's just, it's funny to me. All right, so I got it. And here's what I wrote. December 30th, 2016, a simple goal for 2017, a devotional study every day. This will include the following, read a passage of scripture, read from a devotional, write down some notes, right? And then I go in talking about, I know there's going to be difficulties. And what I was using for this was uh, Charles Hazen Spurgeon morning and evening. So really the goal became every morning, every evening, read Spurgeon, and then write something down, right? And you, at the beginning, you can just see going great, going great, going great, and all of a sudden, it just stops. It just stops. Then it picks back up. Uh, yeah, it, it, wait, let's see. It stops, then it picks back up in 
No, okay, that was de- December. Okay, then 2017. Okay, then it stopped somewhere in 2017. And then I don't know when, I, I don't know what happened, but I came across the journal and I'm like, oh, what? I did not do very good in 2017. And so I picked up the journal and then started working on it again. Like, I think it's like two years later. And then I, well, now I've got the journal almost completely filled up. I've almost got it completely filled up. But at, I, in other words, I had a good plan and I failed. And I failed. Now, I, I don't beat myself up in this sense because clearly I failed. But the good thing is I got back up, grabbed the journal, and I've started working on it again. I don't know why. I don't know if I misplaced the journal. I don't know what happened. I really can't tell you. But um, it, it happened. So the point is, is sometimes we come up with these strategies and these plans and it doesn't really work out the way we intended. And we can't let that completely derail us. It just means that, okay, what, what can I do better and try to figure out what happened? So I'll give you an example. So I have here a bullet journal. So leading up to 20, moving towards 2022, November, 2021, I started reading about bullet journaling going, okay, this looks like an interesting concept. Could I, could I possibly bring that over into the Christian life? So I started watching videos and look, man, these people go, these bullet journals are beautiful works of art. People go all in. And I'm like, okay, I can't do that. Not only can I not do that because I don't have the artistic ability. Um, I can't draw a straight line with a ruler, much less do what they're doing. But their, their, their journals are absolutely beautiful pieces of work. It's absolutely amazing to me, people who do this. But I was looking at it going, that looks like I would spend more time basically working on the journal than actually doing anything <laughs> that I need to do spiritually. Like the, the journal would become the goal, not the things I need to do. And I know that in many cases, bullet journaling is therapeutic. It's there for people with uh, PTSD in, uh, in the military. Many people have PTSD. It's been recommended. And I'm not saying that people don't have PTSD. PTSD outside of the military. I'm just saying I'm obviously more familiar with PTSD in the military um, because I've watched that destroy too many people's lives. So I understand that those journals may have a different purpose where for me, my journal is to get, is to help me spend time in God's word and retain what I am getting from it. So I just broke down my bullet journal and I'm not even sure how I'm going to use it this year. But I broke it down and realizing, okay, there's some, I put, I put a, a, the very first page, I wrote down key, K-E-Y for, for like the key. This is kind of like your table of contents in a sense for what you're going to do in your journal. And I know this, here are some basic areas spiritually. So I wrote down spiritual responsibility, entertainment, news, All right? These are some areas that, I think are important for all Christians. So for spiritual, in other words, in my spiritual life in 2022, and this has been true basically since I was a teenager, I need to ensure that I try to have constant devotional time in God's word. And when I say constant, my goal, and that this is a goal, I never meet this goal. Well, I meet this goal on certain days, but not constantly, is to do a short devotional in the morning, a short devotional in the afternoon, a short, a short devotional in the early evening, and a short devotional late at night. Now, when I say short devotional, it just may be reading a scripture, writing down some thought. It can be anything. Maybe listening to a, a, one of those little five-minute devotional podcasts like Our Daily Bread or whatever. There's a number of them. And just, okay, there's a scripture, okay, and just writing something down. It's not a Bible study. 
It's not a Bible study. It may be when we're in Isaiah 8 or 9, I will just go back and read some verses there and then stop and write some basic devotional ideas down from those passages. Some Isaiah 7, 8, and 9 are far more difficult to utilize it for that because they're, they're so complicated. But there uh, a lot of times when we're doing a Bible study exercise, I just make that scripture what I do every time for my devotional time. I read it and then just write down a devotional thought, a meditation, something. Sometimes I'll just write the scripture two or three th- times out just to help memorize it. So it, it's nothing in depth. It's very simple. It's just I see these devotional times I, I liken them to eating physical food. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I make sure that I eat food at least three times a day, right? Not counting any possible snacks. So I can take a few minutes just to do something to get God's word into me, right? Nothing major. It's not about a sermon. It's not about a Bible study. It's not about some deep theological study. It's just about, okay, here's the scripture. What are some thoughts? Sometimes it's just like, this is a complicated passage of scripture that's going to require more study. Sometimes it's something simple as that. But it, I just, I put God's word before me, all right? So devotional time, that's something I always try to do. A sermon. I try, I'm horrible at this, and we're, we're going to be talking about this uh, in, in another podcast. I try to listen to a sermon at least one time a day. I don't always pull that off, but I try. It's sometimes sermons from churches, and sometimes it's as random as it can be. Just anything, anywhere. I don't care who it is. I don't care what. It, I just listen, and sometimes I'm like, this is horrifying. This is horrible. But I, what I try to do is go, okay, God's word's being dealt with. Now, all right, use my discernment, hermeneutics. What can I learn from it? All right, so I try. And I think there's some uh, sermon audio app is very good for that. Um, I would like to say Sermon uh, was it Sermon Central, but their app is a total train wreck right now. But Sermon Audio is about to update their app, so Sermon Audio is 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 a very good source uh, to do that. Podcast. When I say podcast, spiritual podcast, and I use the Edify Christian Podcast app for that. Now I also use other apps as well, but the Edify Christian Podcast app. There's just so many Christian podcast apps, or so many Christian podcasts on there that I just constantly looking and looking, going, okay, just listen to that. I don't, good, bad. It just, it lets me know what's going on in the Christian world and it challenges me to think, all right? So devotional sermon podcast, prayer, trying to force myself at some, just at any point in the day. In other words, not necessarily a scheduled time, just trying to be mindful that, okay, something just happened, pray, all right? Okay, oh, someone just emailed me. All right, that's a good reminder to pray for them, okay? Oh, there, there's another listener. They emailed me. Okay, there's someone on, on YouTube who just said that I'm a complete idiot. All right, pray for them, all right? So whatever, that just looking, and even if it's a short prayer, just prayer. Praise, trying to find time throughout the day just to stop and take a second and say, Lord, I praise you that you are all-knowing, or I praise you that you are holier. Praising God for who he is. Not praising him necessarily for what he has done, but praising him for his character and his attributes. Then trying to take time every day, a couple of times a day, just to take a second and say, Lord, I thank you for, you know, sending your son, Jesus. I thank you for his shed blood. I thank you for his mercy. Just just saying a a few words of thanksgiving, right? Praise Thanksgiving, right? Then I try at some point each day to at least think or write down a struggle that I'm having. 
whatever the struggle may be, right? And it's not for anybody else. It's for me to see. And, and by writing it down, or even if I don't have a chance to write it down, if I'm alone, just even I'm here in the church, I'll just stop and say the struggle out loud. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll basically pray it to God. Lord, I am struggling with this. No matter how horrible the thought is, no matter what it, just saying it out loud because that's a, a major thing to, to acknowledge what's inside. Nobody else may know, nobody else may see, but saying it makes it more of a reality to me, all right? So I will put down a struggle. Then uh, scriptural manna, well, I, what I do if I come across anything, it can be a quote, it can be anything. I'll just call it basically, or, or I, I think I put it scriptural manna. I, I probably should have put down spiritual manna, just anything. It could be, I hear on Christian radio, anything, and I'll just grab a notebook and just write it down. It can be anything, a quote, a word, anything, anything that just comes to mind going, ooh, that's really good. Or, or sometimes it's the emails you guys send me. I'll be like, ooh, man, that was really good. Someone sent me an email in regards to spiritual darkness, and I'm like, oh, that's good. Someone sent me uh, an email about our discussion of the imitation of Christ and uh, being peaceful, uh, the peaceable man. And I'm like, ooh, that's really good. Sometimes I just write down, it can be anything. And just, I'll just take a second and grab a notebook and write it down. Scripture memory. All right. I'm not good at scripture memory. Sometimes I'm very dedicated and I'm not, I don't dedicate myself enough to this. I I wanted us to all, I, I we have a scripture memory app and we, and on that app, we, we you can join the, I, well, I think we'll create a theology central group is what we're going to do. I think it was initially designed for the church. There was there was pretty good participation, but part of me, I'm going to figure out how we can possibly do better on doing it. We need to memorize scripture. We need to hide God's word in our hearts. And then Bible study. That's actually spending time studying. That's the Bible study exercise. That's me taking my need to study the Bible and then inviting you to be a part of it. Those are all the spiritual things that I'm going to try to track in my journals, and I'm going to try to write these things down, and I'm going to try to do devotional, sermon, podcast, prayer, praise, thanksgiving, struggle, spiritual manna, scriptural memory, Bible study. I can already tell you that scriptural memory, it requires a lot of work, and sometimes I don't get to it. All right, then, Obviously, I'm going to keep track and just try to do a better job of my responsibilities. The reoccurring tasks that I know I have to do every day or every week, those one-time special tasks, and then any special events, just keeping track of them so that I can redeem the time. Okay, okay, what do I need to do? Just knowing, here's what I need to do, and just knowing that it's scheduled, and, and realizing then, if I've got to do anything spiritual, I'm going to have to either work it around that with it, whatever the case may be. I like to know what my tasks are, what I need to do, when I should do it, if, if it's a doctor's appointment, if it's whatever the case may be. I need to get the oil changed in my car before it blows up, okay? But I keep not wanting to do it because, well, I prefer to drive here and do this than to go to the Toyota dealership and get the oil changed. And I know you're saying you can't change it yourself. Oh, trust me, you don't want me working on anything that requires mechanical skills. I hate to disappoint you, but I don't have any mechanical skills, okay? I do not. I do not, okay? I'm sorry. I, I just don't, all right? Okay, I don't. All right, uh, so those are, so spiritual responsibility, entertainment. Don't know about you, but I like entertainment. Uh, you, you all know 
Music, 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 music. I love spending some time listening to music. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to, I always try to keep track of how much time I spent listening to music. I watch I, different things on television. We could talk about my love for professional wrestling because of the storytelling. I love analyzing the storylines and the character development and the story arc. And, and I love analyzing movies, film analysis. Oh, I'm a big student of film analysis and how to interpret the movie and, and how to understand the camera angles and what this represents and what the, what is the actual meaning of the movie. I could go all day. Same thing with books, same things with uh, TV shows or whatever. So Entertainment, just keeping track of what am I doing for entertainment? If I, I think if a many, a much of my entertainment, I try to turn it also into an opportunity for analysis so that I become more than just mindless entertainment, but it becomes something productive and beneficial. And I'll, of course, I always look at it all from a theological perspective. And then news, I try to keep track of what's happening going on in the world. Not to become so politically minded, just to know what's going on in the world that I can look at it from a theological perspective. All right. So, spiritual responsibilities, entertainment, news. And I, on my journal, I don't know how I'm going to use my journal to track all of those things or to write all of those things down because on the next page I have an index. So, here's what I do. Like I turn the next page. Like So here's my index. The index is anytime in my journal I do something like, oh, here it is. On 22 November, I did a devotional on 2 Timothy 3.13. I outlined the passage and then I gave kind of like a uh, kind of a summary of what I learned. And then down at the bottom, I put page one. So over here in my index, I put page one, devotional. I put number one, devotional, page one. So here I track what I did and then the pages. So at any time, if I want to go back in the journal, I can look at my index and go, oh, okay. Oh, I talked about on page three, on page three, uh, I I wrote down about five people killed by a person who drove his uh, SUV into a Christmas parade. This occurred on 21 November, 2021 in Wisconsin. The driver has been charged with uh, crime, uh, with crime 16 times since 1999. He had two outstanding cases against him at the time, including in which he was accused of deliberately running down a woman with his vehicle. All right. Uh, Yes. Well, it is in Texas, Will. Thank you. I know I've watched the commercials all the time. I definitely would. I've been to WrestleMania in Texas before. Loved it. I want to go. I don't know. Obviously, I cannot get the COVID vaccine. So then I have to try to figure out a, a COVID, a medical, how can it, does the doctor give me something and say, hey guys, I can't get the COVID vaccine because I have a, you know, a, a medical, you know, form get, showing you that I can't get it. So I've got to work out some of those details. And then most importantly, money. Yeah, it's, it's money. So I have to uh, figure that out as well. And the person who just asked that question, thank you very much for your gift, your end of year gift. Uh, to the Theology Central podcast because, uh, wow, I was blown away by it. So thank you very much. That was extremely encouraging. So um, yes, that is that is a goal uh, always. But uh, so yeah, so then in my index, I just write down the page number of what it is so that I can go back and see it. I'm not saying you have to do anything like this, but I do think it's important to break your life down into the spiritual aspect, your responsibilities, family, work, Entertainment, because I guarantee you all of you probably do something for entertainment. 
And you may not care about the news, but I do believe as a Christian, it's our responsibility to understand the times by paying at least some attention to what's going on without it becoming all-consuming. All right? And again, easy things to do for the news. I cannot stress this enough. Those little five-minute news uh, update podcast. NPR has one. Fox News has one. BBC has one. ABC has one when it's working. Um, there's plenty of them. USA Radio News has one. There's a lot of them. And just they're easy. At the top of every hour, they drop. Takes five minutes. Hit play. Okay, there's the basic headlines. Move on. I can get a basic idea of what's going on in the world. If there's something of significance, then I'm like, then I will look for a news podcast that will go into far more detail. But those are easy. I've, I subscribe to all of those. And it's like, oh, okay. I may I may not have listened to it at the 10 o'clock hour, 11 o'clock hour. And I'm like, oh, well, it's 12 o'clock. Let me listen real quick. Okay, there's a five-minute summary of the news today. That's just an easy way to stay informed so that you know what's going on. And it can also serve as your prayer list because it should give you plenty of things to pray for. So those are some some ideas and how to move forward. But let me just make it very clear. Spiritual growth, spiritual development, it doesn't happen just because you're a Christian. It requires conscious decision. It requires effort. It requires you to have a plan. It just, it just isn't going to happen. You're not just going to wake up tomorrow and go, well, my devotional time was great. No, you've got to plan when you're going to do that devotional time. You've got to plan what you're going to do. You've got to plan it to some level. You've got to plan it. And you've got you to try to, at times, you've got to go, oh, man, I gotta, I'm not going to have a lot of time today. What can I do? I can do th-. Sometimes there's a day things are just going out of control and there's very little you can do. I, I can remember plenty of times in the military going, man, this is absolutely insane today. We got this going on. We got this. We got this exercise. Or, or oh, wait, something just is going on and whatever. We've got all of these crazy things going on. And sometimes it'd be like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And sometimes I'd, I'd be like, okay, uh, I, I've been given a 10-minute break. And I would just grab my Bible, go somewhere in a corner, 10 minutes, Read something. Get, get some kind of spiritual food in. I don't have time to listen to a podcast. I don't have time to listen to a sermon. Whatever. I, and, and just grab whatever I can. And it's like sometimes it, it, you get this feeling, well, it's not really worth it. It's just 10 minutes. Don't look at it that way. You're feeding on God's word even if it's only for five minutes. Do what you can. Don't focus on what you can't do. Just do what you can do. I've had too many times people will say, well, that devotional really wasn't doing much for me. I'm like, so what are you doing in its place? Absolutely nothing. So instead of acting like you're some moral, you're some spiritual giant, and that little devotional is too below your great theological knowledge, instead of being an arrogant jerk, how about just pick up whatever you have and make the most out of it? Because here's what I found. I don't care how bad. A, a devotional guide is. It's only as bad as I allow it to be because I can take any devotional guide and I can use it and I can do something with it if I'm willing to put forth a little time of meditating, thinking, and putting forth my own work on the passage of scripture that was provided. So I, I don't like when people are like, well, that devotional just didn't really do much for me. Oh, man. Would you, now, I do understand, okay, there's one devotional, I'll end with this, that has, ne- I've, I don't understand it, I don't know why it's so popular, <laughs> I don't get it, 
my utmost for his highest. Was it Oswald Chambers? I believe that's the author. I know that thing is like a, it's spoken of in such reverence by some people as like the greatest devotional ever written in the history of Christianity. I've tried to use that so many times and I'm just like, what in the world is this? But to be fair, in many cases, I did not put forth the discipline to go, okay, forget what Oswald Chambers says. Let's look at each scripture that he mentions and work on it. I still could have gotten more out of it than I than I did in spite of that devotional. But just be careful with having the attitude like, well, unless I can do this, I'm not going to do anything. It, that's not the way it works. You don't say, well, unless I can have a four-course meal today, I'm not going to eat. No, you will know that, hey, I mean, I don't have time for lunch, but I'm going to swing by the convenience store and get whatever I can, right? You've all been there. Okay, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I was in the hospital. I'm like, man, I can't get any food. Okay, run downstairs to the vending machines. Let's get whatever we can, uh, whatever I can. I'll, I'll get a couple of things from the vending machines. It's not a meal, but it's better than nothing. Well, sometimes you got to run to the vending machine, spiritually speaking, to get what you can. But just think about 2022. It's going to be here before you know it. It's going to be here. It's going to be gone. And uh, yeah, just just think about it. And, and most importantly, just let me know. I, I really want to know what your thoughts are. What do, what do you typically do? I mean, do you have a plan? Do you know? No plan. I don't know. I don't know if I have. Some years I have good plans. Some years I have bad plans. Some years I think I have really good spiritual plan and then, yeah, then everything goes horribly wrong in that year spiritually. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? Why? Because, well, this this is very important. Your plans and all of your efforts are never any foolproof idea that you're not going to have any spiritual problems in a year. It's just, it's, it's the least we can do based off what God has done for us. And not only that, we should love to, to spend time in God's word and to, and to grow spiritually. We should desire to grow spiritually. Um, and, and it's don't, I just don't want, like some people, some pastors sell it. If you do all this, you'll be happy and healthy and prosperous and spiritually successful. And it, there's no need to sell it. It's just what we're called to do. And hopefully, even if everything, if you find yourself in a sense spiritually on the side of the road with the car on fire, hopefully uh, everything that you had done prior to driving the car off the road and bursting into flames will help you at least pick yourself back up and get back on the road that you need to do so. So it may, it won't always prevent every problem, but hopefully it gives you the spiritual foundation to respond to the problem, to the failure, to the sin in the most appropriate way possible. All right, I'll have to stop. That went much longer than I wanted to, much longer than I wanted to. I hope that, I hope it benefits someone. You can ignore everything I'm doing because I'm not the expert. And I don't think any pastor can be the expert. Why? Because it's your own individual spiritual life. I don't think there's like a three-step plan, a five-step plan. You you know where you are spiritually. You know where your weaknesses are. You know where your strengths are. You know what you need. All I can promise you you email me. I'll do everything in my power to be a source of helping you spiritually. Okay? I don't care how crazy you think the idea is. You say, could you do this? If I can, I will. Right? I, I and I promise you that, right? Because if we're not if we're not helping people spiritually through this podcast, 
then all I'm doing is sitting here in an empty building hour after hour after hour after hour after hour talking just to hear myself talk. All right. And that's not what we want to do. We actually want to be helping people. Right. Sometimes I think I'm successful. Sometimes I think I'm not. But I'm going to do everything I can to be more successful in doing just that. All right. I'll stop right there. Thanks for listening. I'll probably be back here live on the air here shortly if I can figure out what I want to do next. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. Thank you, Will, again, for uh, your gift. Greatly appreciate, greatly appreciated. I told my wife and she was like, wow. So we're both blown away by it. And we will definitely make sure that uh, that goes to a good use for this ministry and uh, hopefully to help as many people as we can. And uh, I'm greatly, uh, greatly appreciate that. All right. Uh, anyone can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. Please consider joining the Discord community, the Discord channel. Um, I think that's going to be, I, I think we, we try a lot of different things. I think we're, I'm going to come back on the air in just a second and talk about the podcast moving into 2022 and some of the things we're going to try to do. I think that will be uh, beneficial and we'll talk about that. But consider just, uh, just download Discord. Uh, and if you, I think I have to send you a link. So you can email me and I'll see you like, or maybe you can find it. I, I don't, uh, there was a lot of people who joined and I don't know where they got the link. Uh, maybe they got the link on Swell. Who knows? Email me and I'll send you the link. All right. All right. Everyone have a great day. God bless.